Hey everyone, Dalton here. Just wanted to let you know before you start listening to the podcast that this was recorded before the events that happened in our nation's capital on Wednesday. So keep that in mind as you listen. Some things may appear different, but here we go. Here we go. Thoughts from the Attic back again. Dalton here with Chase. First episode of 2021, Chase. Feels good. You know, uh, 2020 was a rough year for everyone. Uh, So let's, you know, so far 2021 is looking a little better, but you know, we still have to be on our toes. All right. Yeah. Let's get into it. We got NBA, NFL, college football, everything to talk about. So here we go. First, Chase, I've got to say, we tried recording this podcast last week, but 2020 had to get its last punch in and say, nope, you're not going to get a podcast in today. Make it wait till 2021. So here we are. (laughs) We're here. We're doing another one. Yep. To the last, to the last breath, 2020 just wouldn't give up. (laughs) I think it was, was it New Year's Eve we were trying yeah, yeah, I think it was around yeah. New Year's Eve that we. Yeah, so it was okay. a last, it was a last, a last second punch by 2020 that said, "Nope, uh, not today." So, but we're here. We've got NFL playoffs are set, college football championship is set, and we have the NBA is in full swing. Let's start with the NFL chase. I'll just run down the games. Saturday's games, Colts-Bills, Rams-Seahawks in an NFC West game, Buccaneers and a Washington football team. And then Sunday's games are Bears-Saints, Ravens-Titans, and of course your Browns against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Browns are dealing with – let's start with this actually. Let's start with this Um, because this kind of got me fired up. The Washington football team is in the playoffs obviously. Uh, they won the NFC yeah. East. Are People you going to talk about mad. Doug Peterson? We're absolutely going to talk about Doug Peterson. Doug I'm, Peterson I'm puts excited in Nate Sudfeld. Okay, I have <laughs> some. I have some thoughts on this as well. I'm I'm excited to talk about it. So Doug Peterson puts in Nate Sudfeld in the uh, last quarter of Washington's final game against the Eagles, in which they had to win to win the division. If the Eagles would have won, the Giants would have won the division. A lot of people, including Eli Manning, Saquon Barkley, of course, all the Giants players are mad at the Eagles for quote unquote uh, tanking in front of our eyes, all that good stuff. Um, What are your thoughts first, Chase, on Doug Peterson putting in a backup quarterback in the final game of the year in which the Eagles have no chance of making the playoffs? What are your thoughts? Okay, I disagree with it. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, I think my stance comes from – I'm more looking at it from like Doug Peterson has completely screwed – he's turned the locker room against him. Let me let me start with the players. Um, from all the reports and things, he has completely – it seems like the players lost that. You know, um, players had to be held back from the sideline after he took Hurts out, and it doesn't make sense to me only in that – you ask your players to go 100% all the time, risk your energy, and play your butts off 
and then you actively do that from a coaching standpoint, actively do that, and then come out to say that you were trying to win. If you want to do it, Doug Peterson, I have, do it, but don't come out here and try to be like, I was trying to win. No, you, you weren't. I don't think you were trying to win. Nobody thinks you were trying to win. You know, um, I think from, it's interesting. What about from the Giants' perspective of getting mad at Doug Peterson saying, you ruined our chance to okay. be in the so playoffs? So they won six games. Uh, they should have won more. Uh, you know, I, I here's the thing. I understand the frustration. I can understand that it sucks, and they watch their team die a very slow death because they had to watch a um, the Eagles – uh, when Doug Peterson put the Eagles back up, back up in, they had to watch and try and pray. Maybe he'll do something. He didn't. Uh, and so watch their team's playoff chances die a very slow and painful death because that game was close, but it wasn't close at the same time. Um, and I understand the frustrations, but at the same point, your team won six games, win more. I Like you were part of the worst division in sports. If you can't win seven or eight games, it is what it is. Yeah. I just kind of let the decision that Doug Peterson made be what it is. You know, he's, it's his choice. It might've been a bad choice to go with Sudfeld and not leave Jalen Hurts in whatever. My problem is with the backlash from people getting mad at the Eagles for, especially the Giants fans. They say, Oh, we just got this chance to be in the playoffs ripped from us. No, you won six games. You didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. Anyway, you didn't deserve to be anywhere near the playoffs. You know, for being honest, the Washington football team doesn't either. They only won seven anyway. So my problem is whenever you're blaming another team for you not making the playoffs and you went six and 10, if you want to be in the playoffs, coaches always preach control what you can control. We're going to do what we can here. But then when it comes down to it, that's not really how it was being handled in with Washington and Philadelphia, because the giants did not control what they could control. If they did, they would have been in the playoffs without having to wait on Washington to lose. And only if you win six games, I don't want to hear any excuses as to why, Oh, we didn't make the playoffs because the Eagles tanked on national TV. Yeah, it doesn't really matter because you won six games and didn't deserve to be there anyway. Whether Doug Peterson made the right choice or not, and whether people were like, oh, this is the first time we've actually seen tanking. On Did people watch the Jets and the Jaguars? If, this, if you think this is the first time you've ever seen tanking, they obviously have not seen the score on some of those Jets and Jaguars games because it happens in every sport. It happens everywhere. They never saw the Houston Astros, I guess. They never saw the Philadelphia 76ers. I like, I like okay, on that point, tanking has been around. That That's a sure it's thing. However, yeah. I don't think it's ever been – this sounds weird, but I don't think it's ever been as – you had a – a night game. It's the only game. Everybody's watching it. It has playoff implications. Uh, and it's come down to a three point, three point difference. And you pull a quarterback to throw in a backup for the last quarter, like tanking. Sure. A team has been awful for a season and has kept a quarterback in. That's not good, but I've never seen a team take out a, um, Take out Hertz for um, what's the what's the quarterback's name again? Sudfeld. Uh, Nate Sudfeld. Um, yeah. That I think in how done is so in the face of everything, and I wouldn't have had an issue. I wouldn't have had as big of an issue with it if Peterson was just open about it, which I know he can't be. 
Uh, he has to spin it, but I, I don't know. I, I think the Eagles need to let Peterson go. I, I don't think, I, I think don't know how you keep the coach with that. This is a perfect example. I think of uh, don't hate the player, hate the game. When you have a system in place that rewards losing with the NFL draft and the Eagles saw, if we lose this game, we can jump three picks and we can pick three picks higher in this year's NFL draft. I don't blame them at all. What's the point of winning this meaningless game against Washington? You get to throw in Nate Sudfeld, whatever. Um, this is what happens when you have a system in place that rewards losing. And I, I don't, I personally, I don't have a problem with it. It's just Doug Peterson taking advantage of the system that is laid in front of him. And I think people that are irate are, about Are they going to pick just, a quarterback at number, th- are they going to pick a quarterback at number three? Probably not. I think they're going to go with Jalen Hurts are, next year. Are, then, then they've already – see, that's that's where I'm at. They've already fucked themselves over uh, because Hurts – he Peterson's already burned the bridge with Wentz, and he's really starting to burn the bridge with Hurts. So either you need to get Peterson out or you need to trade Hurts because uh, that decision will have a lasting impact. I, I'm saying it right we've now. Heard, From a psyche of a quarterback I, to that – We've heard no, about uh, there's, there's That's a bridge burner. We've heard about Hertz's great attitude through his college years and everything. If he has a great attitude, he'll be fine getting taken out in the last quarter of the last game of the NFL season. He'll be fine. Um, I don't think it's a bridge on the sideline, for Jalen Hurts. I know. Yeah, I know. He he looked annoyed, obviously. He also mouthed, it's not situation. right. So when a, he's mouthed, it's not right. And also, Eagles players had to be held back from confronting the head coach. Uh, that's what oh, I'm I mean, saying. Peterson's They're, probably gone. I'm just like, – I think for the organization to jump three picks, he might have made the, the right decision. I don't know. They're probably uh, going to lose anyway. Jalen Hurts wasn't lighting the world on fire out there. No, but at the same point, see what you got. He also kept you in the game at the same hey, point. We'll, I mean, we'll see. Peterson is probably gone. Uh, Philadelphia needs to just rebuild and restart. I think Peterson is a good coach and should get an opportunity elsewhere, but I think there's no way – that you either you have to pick one or the other either you get rid of Hertz or you keep Peterson and I think Eagles are going to go with Hertz because if you have they think they probably they probably think they have a franchise quarterback I don't know if they do or not but um, uh, yeah I, I'm still out on him I like him but he needs to get better at throwing the ball great runner but, but I think Peterson is more replaceable in their eyes so yeah. I would like the conspiracy theory um I think Peterson uh, this is put on your tinfoil hats. I think Peterson wanted to keep Foles and get rid of Wentz after the Super Bowl, and he was forced into getting rid of uh, Foles. And so since then, I think he's had it. I think he's had it out for Philadelphia. Yeah, maybe. Um, That's my crackpot theory. I think at the time. <laughs> At the time, I still would have went with – I think a lot of us would have went with Wentz over Foles because when Wentz got hurt, he was having an MVP-type season. Now we see that it was just because of the incredible supporting cast around him. Um, but it's a theory. It's a theory <laughs> that they gave, <laughs> they gave Wentz all this money. Dude, I and told you put the tinfoil hat on. <laughs> the tinfoil hat is on. Um, let's talk about um, – you had some questions, Chase, before we started about the Chicago Bears. Obviously. Yes. So the Bears have made it in. into the playoffs. 
Um, squeaked into the playoffs at eight and eight. Lost to the Packers on the last game of the year. Uh, I think my stuff is going crazy here. Technology is still a problem for us, I guess. Yeah. Um, we'll get well, through it. Yeah, I don't know. What, do I sound fine still on your end? I don't know. You sound like you're underwater, to be honest with you. Oh, great. So do you. Awesome. I love technology. Well, hold on. Uh, we're going to take a brief intermission. We'll take a brief intermission, and we are going to be right back with Thoughts from the Attic. All right. <laughs> we're back, Chase. Brief intermission there. <laughs> uh, technological issues. I don't really know exactly what happened. My thing just started beeping, and it sounded like I was underwater. Um, anyway. Chicago Bears squeaked in, lost to the Green Bay Packers, but the Cardinals lost to the Rams, probably because Kyler Murray got hurt in the first half. But anyway, the Bears are in the playoffs. I'm happy about that. Uh, I didn't think this would happen, especially during that losing streak in the middle of the year. Your question, Chase, was where do the Bears go from here? Uh, Here. Who do they keep? Who do they get rid of? What happens? Being a playoff team, you know, it's hard to – to restart because you have something obviously i still hold the belief a lot of people say run it back with Nagy and trubisky because they've showed it at the end of this year no chance um it's been shown i think plenty what Nagy and trubisky are and i do still think it's time to restart get rid of Nagy. Don't go into next year with Trubisky and Foles as your two quarterbacks. You've got to do something. Personally, I want Mac Jones in the draft. Um, it's a shot at a, you know, sometimes you just have to, you, the quarterback draft is, is a crapshoot every year. So take one, see what you have. Um, get rid of Nagy. Maybe Eric Bieniemy is available from the Chiefs. And I wouldn't be opposed to trading some of those defensive pieces for assets down the line because um, we're wasting our defense anyway. It's not going to do us any good with an offense that can barely score 20 points a game. So I'm still of the belief. I'm happy we made the playoffs. We'll see what happens. Probably going to get killed against the Saints. Good to be a playoff team. Happy with that. But it's still time to start over and get rid of the people that are currently in charge. I was thinking the Bears could also. Um, I, I'm wondering what quarterback, if, if they, let's say, I don't know, for whatever reason, they don't draft a quarterback or that. What I also think they should get rid of Nagy and, and Trubinsky. I think it's, you know, you've seen what you have in both of them throughout the years, tried to move on and get something new. But there's a lot of quarterbacks for either free agency that you could trade for. That would be a pretty good bridge quarterback for about, you know, a few, two years. Do you have any like, – I what, think, to be Jameis? honest with you, I, I think – I really do think um, for like a – you could do it for like a year. You could you could try and get Mariota. See, I'd be happy with that because I think Mariota is better than Trubisky and Foles. Yeah. And I think Jameis Winston at least gives you the downfield Field. threat. Mm-hmm. I uh, think either one of them would be pretty good with the Bears. I'd be happy with either of those. Obviously, I think Cam Newton is going to have a very hard time finding a job after the yeah. year he had. At one point, I was like, oh, he's looking good. And then, you know, I've came to terms with it. Uh, Cam Newton probably needs to retire. Yeah, uh, it seems over for him. I mean, unless uh, this sounds bad, he cannot throw the ball anymore. Um, no, he can't. <laughs> um, so unless he, unless he transitions to like a running back, 
which he won't do. I mean, that's the only way I'd see him continue to be a, a big piece in the league is if he tried to transition to another position, which would have to be, you know, running back. But even, that, even that's know such he... a long shot. Yeah. But I still, honestly, I think Cam, he might be a backup somewhere, but. Hey, you don't make good backup money. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but he can't throw the ball. No. Like, I don't know what team. I don't know. I'd rather have a younger, a younger player on a cheaper deal than you know cam newton to be honest with you i would too um so i i do hope the the bears will look at Jameis winston and marcus Mariota, possibly draft mac jones i would love that but we'll see what happens in the draft and you know since you could, mac you jones is a quarterback a, he might get drafted higher but if you trade Khalil mac you may be able to get a pretty high pick and get one of those uh premier quarterbacks to be honest with you and, and I'm not opposed to it either. It is the thing. I'm not opposed to trading Khalil Mack because, look, he's a great player. Everyone loves him. I love him on defense. He's one of the best defensive players in the league. But we're kind of wasting him. Um, if you're not going to be competing every year, then why don't you trade a guy like that for assets and picks? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and we'll we'll see. And it kind of – it opens up cap space too if you – if we – can uh, trade him. So I think everything should be on the table for the bears this off season and no one should be considered untradeable. So we'll see. It'll probably, maybe it'll be a new GM making those decisions. Maybe Ryan Pace will still be there. We'll see. Um, but the bears squeaked in and the Browns we'll talk about the Browns. They got the Steelers. They beat the Steelers in week 17, beat the Steelers second string uh, but the Browns are. I think that's no, no, no. Hold up, no, no. I, I, that's such a weird, uh, a weird thing to say. Uh, we beat their section. Oh yeah, they lost a few players. See, so did we. People want to talk. By the way, Mason Rudolph had. I'm going to say this, and this is going to piss some people off. Uh, ben Roethlisberger has not looked great in the last few weeks. To be honest with you, no. He, uh, Mason he Rudolph. Uh, played about as well as a bad Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, I'm just going to say that right there. Uh, and so we were de- we've been dealing with COVID issues for the last three weeks. The NFL talk, done nothing about it. We are we lost our head coach. We lost the line when we have like I think we have ten plus around ten plus players out with COVID. Yeah, or have had COVID. We've also had multiple coaches. I am very happy that we made the playoffs, 11 wins. Very, very cool. Kevin Savinsky should be in the running for coach of the year, I believe. Yeah. Um, but we are in a bad spot for this game, and I, I ain't feeling good about it. If the Browns lose this game, um, this season still has to feel like a success to you, right? 11 to ex- wins. Uh, I don't know. Make to the extent, playoffs. But it takes the, it takes the win from, like, it's such a gut punch to not – I'd rather go unhealthy and lose the game than have the COVID take out people and then go Okay, on. say say you say the team is healthy then, and you go in, you lose a close game. Is the season a success I would then say at so. that point? I think this is a season, season is a success that we made the playoffs and we've done that and we can show that we have something there. But I think it's a very – I would say the it ends it with a very sour or bittersweet feeling seeing your team implode and knowing that it might be a massacre on yeah. uh, on Sunday because that's gonna that's gonna be a real rough one for the team to take. Um, I don't know. We'll see. And that's uh, like here's the thing: 
we currently NFL says we don't have a COVID outbreak. We clearly do. Um, Special I teams would, coach is going to be coaching the team. I, I would not be surprised if today and leading up to the every day leading up to the game, we lose more and more players. So I don't really know what team we're going to be throwing out there. Yeah. And that's the world of COVID we live in, I guess. Um, nobody NFL really, really should have moved the Browns game three weeks ago, to be honest with you. That would have helped things. Yeah. Well, but, we all know about the NFL decision making, they see yeah. green. That's it. Well, I mean, if you're not Baltimore, then you don't really get your games moved. Yeah, if you're Baltimore, you get to move everyone's schedule around and not have to uh, suffer any consequences, right? No, uh, no. If you're the Broncos, uh, you get to play with no uh, no quarterbacks. Uh, If you're but if Lamar's out with COVID, then they'll move your game however long you need it. So yeah, well, I mean, that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. Just just so everyone saying that, saying that, saying that. Season's a success. I'm happy. I popped some champagne when we made the playoffs. Very, very happy. Um, so, you know, a successful season sucks that it ended this way. But life as a Browns fan is never easy. I, you know that as a Bears fan. Things just yeah. have to be hard. Yeah. Uh, uh, the uh, Go ahead. I will say this. Um, I think I, I still have my – the Packers and Chiefs, uh, they were my picks. They look real good right now. But I am deathly afraid of the Buffalo Bills. The Bills I was look actually gonna really bring up, good. I was going to bring up our Super Bowl picks. I don't feel good. I don't feel good at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had the Steelers. They're not good. They're not good. Um, that offense is bad. I think the Browns still have a chance of beating the Steelers, uh, even without Stefanski coaching and all those COVID problems. But it would just be Steelers-like this year just to have the other team dealing with COVID skirt by in the first round of the playoffs. And then get bushed. And then get exposed either by the Saints or Bills, which the Bills right now, we knew they were good, but they are rolling. Really? (laughs) That's a team that I don't wouldn't want to play. That is a scary team. They are going to I they are going to destroy the Colts. <laughs> yeah, I there's they've won six straight and all of them by 10 points or more. Some of them by almost 30, some of them by 30, one of them by two of them by 29. So <laughs> I don't know. I want a Bills Chiefs AFC championship so bad. I want that, which probably means we won't get it. We're probably going to get like Titans, Titans Chiefs again or something, or Titans Chiefs or, or Bills. Yeah, maybe Bills Titans. But the Titans are going to squeak their way in there. I know they are because they're the Tennessee Titans. I hope they don't because they're not very fun to watch. But um, but we'll see. Uh, my Super Bowl picks of Steelers Seahawks not looking good because the Seahawks don't look very good either. I think they beat the Rams this week in the first round of the playoffs, but we'll see. You know what? Let's congratulate ourselves. We did, we were able to pick all of our teams are in the playoffs. Yeah, we made it that far. We made did it that pick far. playoff teams. <laughs> um, the Chiefs and Packers look – I have the Packers look pretty dang good. Man, the Green Bay Packers, I know. Now, saying that, um, I called the Saints frauds. Uh, and yeah. I'm – you know, I'm going to follow it up with this. I wasn't wrong. They are frauds. Uh, they're not doing anything in the playoffs. Don't get your hopes up. 
I do think they'll win the first game, but hey. I don't think so. Actually, actually, think, no, no way. I think, I think, no the way. Bears, no what, way. What is what is a more Bears thing than I know Saints, an yeah. all time high and then just getting completely run over round two? Yeah, and it would be who would it even would it be the Packers in round two? Or would I think? Uh, I think it would be. I think it would be. That's why I'm yeah. saying. So it would just be a massacre yet again. The football for the third gods time this year love punishment, and they they're punishing my team with COVID, and I think they're going to punish your team with the Packers. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I don't think they, I don't think the Bears make it by the Saints. I think the Saints are good. The Saints will get killed by the Packers, but uh, the Bears won't. <laughs> so uh, no, but in all honesty, uh, the Saints defense looks good. Drew Brees, some are saying this is his last, going to be his last year. Uh, People are talking about retirement. You know, Taysom Hill has looked fine and looked good. The offense clearly has uh, good players, but I don't know. I don't know if if Brees can hold up in the playoffs, to be honest with you. Uh, This has got to be his last year, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what reports are saying. (sighs) No way he wants to go into next year like this. No. How many like, ribs he broke? What? How many? Like seven, seven, seven. Almost, like, oh, I watched a video on it. It's like, not only is that painful, he also, didn't he have a punctured lung or not a punctured lung, but a deflated lung or something like that? Something like that. Um, I don't exactly know what it was. Yeah. But, it, but it's, I mean, broke all but I like one know. rib in his body. So <laughs> he's, and even before I, that, he we looked like there were some questions about arm strength. He looked, you know, yeah. age was finally getting to him. So I just don't know how he – I I think – this sounds weird to say. I think my biggest concern on the Saints is if Breeze can hold up. Yeah, I agree. Um, we'll see what ha- – we'll see. But I think, I think the Saints beat the Bears in round one and lose second round. But we shall see. Um, we do have a college football – playoff championship coming up what day is that uh it's next monday it would be maybe 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 supposedly uh reports are saying uh that it could be moved because ohio state is having COVID issues uh nick saban's uh daughter (laughs) yeah uh, now uh it's not COVID issues ohio state is just scared to play yep and she was saying Justin Fields, if you need to, is that he Justin Fields is hurt basically, and they're trying to get him yeah. extra time to heal. I wouldn't want to motivate Ohio State, I just, dude. I after want what they just after what they just did to Clemson after Davo Sweeney named them the eleventh best team in the country. You know what? That's one of those quotes uh, that you hear now in hindsight, and you're like, there was no way. Like it's one of those quotes that is so. Uh, sounds relatively ridiculous that like there's no way that this karma doesn't hit him and so immediately when ohio state you know whacked clemson that's all Dabo was getting made fun of and everybody asked about yeah whenever you make it whenever you rank someone the 11th best team that you're going to play and you lose to them that bad uh yeah there's going to be questions um also with along those lines, uh, Trevor Lawrence just declared for the NFL draft uh, this morning. Um, number one pick easily, I think. Yes. Even You're after good. even after what happened in the semifinal, I think you still no, take Trevor. I, Lawrence. There's I, no chance you take I Justin agree. Fields over I him. I think I think for sure you take Lawrence. I would like to say, 
I think if the Jets pick up Fields, uh, they're picking a fine quarterback. But I don't know if Fields would exceed in that system. But for sure, the Jag the Jags need to take Lawrence. If the Jags don't take Lawrence, that would be the most like Jacksonville thing. Yeah, and it would also be the it would also get every front office person in there fired. fired. <laughs> yeah, there's no way they make it out of that. No. So everyone's been hearing about Trevor Lawrence coming out in the draft the last two years, and he's it's finally that time. So we get to see what Trevor Lawrence is in the NFL, and we'll see. What's your um, prediction for the college playoff? Who wins? I think Alabama rules. I got as you much know, as I don't want to say that. I think that team is on a different level than most other teams in the, any other team in the country. I got to roll with Ohio State. I got to keep my hometown bias alive. Yeah, fair enough. I understand you're from Ohio, but for me, I think uh, that Alabama team just looks. I know they played Notre Dame, but Notre Dame is still the number four team in the country, and they just made them look bad. Um, you know what? You know what I love every year. Um, I love every, and it's every single year, um, the arguments about which team deserves which which final team deserves to be in the college playoffs and who doesn't. I, I think because yep. for a while there, it was Ohio State didn't didn't belong. Uh, they didn't play enough games. They came out beat Clemson, so you know we belonged. And then, then there's Notre always Dame a, lost to Clemson badly. Yeah. They shouldn't be there. Be in there. Yeah, I think they got it right. To be honest with you, um, I think so. I think so. Who else are you gonna put in there? I know people said Texas A and M. No, an A and M didn't um, even look that good against North Carolina. North Carolina. What do you yeah. think it would have looked like against Alabama? So, um, I think. I think they got it right. I think most years the committee gets it right. I don't think they get enough credit for that. Yeah, I think this year they got it right, and people just didn't want to, didn't want to see it. Or a lot of it is because of how passionate fans are. And so, when your team is doing good, and you're like, "Well, we only have this loss. How come Notre Dame? They're frauds." It's like, wow, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Well, they lost to Clemson, who just happens to be the yeah. number three team in the country. So, yeah, so. I think they got it right, and now we have Alabama, Ohio State. Basically, every year you can pencil in Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and then you can it's, figure out the fourth later. Yeah. So, but that's what we've that's what we had. Alabama, Ohio State. I'm on Alabama. Chase on Ohio State. Um, now let's talk some NBA, Chase. Of course. Oh. Any any top storylines for you so far I, the cavaliers cavaliers are have not looked bad they're not bad colin sexton is good good i know it took a see i i'm no i got a bitch about cleveland fans uh for a minute because i you oh i i could go all cleveland does is bitch about how bad their teams are and then we get a player and the player takes time to you know turn into something good but the minute they fail, uh, the Cleveland fan base is ready to jump and trade him. They did it with Colin Sexton. They thought he was bad. Trade him. He's a bust. Just wait. They started to hop off the Mayfield train. You got to give people time. They have done this with everything. And I, I, I can't think... stand it. The Cleveland's media sucks too. They're just like this as well. Give players time <laughs> to develop. I totally agree. I, I'm on this train with every team. We don't give enough we don't give players enough time uh, early in their careers. It's either rookie all-star or you're a bust. And it's, I don't know how this came to be, 
but no 19 year old should be coming into the NBA expecting expected to average 20 and 10, like Zion did. Uh, that is a once in a generation type player. And you look at Colin Sexton once a couple years in the league, they kind of figure things out. He's averaging 25 points a game right now. Uh, you look at guys like Christian Wood on the Rockets. He's averaging, I think, 22 or 23, 10 rebounds for a guy that was um, bounced around the league. He's on a sixth team in six years. And he is an all-star level, level player now. And there's players like this all throughout the league. Jalen Brown looks incredible for the Boston Celtics to start the year. He might be better than Jason Tatum, but nobody would have suspected that, especially if you just looked at his rookie year where he averaged, I think, six points a game. I'd hate to think what if he was like a – he was a number three pick, but if he was a number one pick, averaged six points a game his rookie year, what would the fans have said about that guy? It's just these guys are 19 years old, and they're going into a league with grown men. They need time to figure things out and figure out how to do things and even get stronger. So the Lucas and the Trey Youngs who are incredible right away are rare. Um, and people don't really realize that even Giannis his rookie year, rookie year, sophomore year. He wasn't great. He didn't look like you did does right now. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, most fan bases, I see this, I guess, because I'm so close to that Cleveland. I see Cleveland, both, both Cleveland, the fan bases, as well as the media, always push this thing that we need to get rid of players. And uh, it, it's very frustrating because, you know, what? we've had our fair share of busts, clearly. But at the same point, you got to give players a few years. They are not going to be LeBron. And not no. every Cavs player is going to come out like LeBron. Like I said, the, the LeBrons come once in a generation. The Zions come one in a gen generation. A lot of these great NBA players, you can run down the list of today's NBA players, uh, the best ones. A lot of them earlier in their careers took time. Kawhi Leonard, no one thought he would be this really early in his career, but look what he's turned into with time and obviously proper development under the Spurs. And there's just players all over the league. James Harden was a bench player, a great bench player, a sixth man for the Thunder, turns into a superstar for the Houston Rockets. It's all over the league. I think the exception to the rule is guys like LeBron, guys like Kevin Durant, and guys like that. Steph Curry, no one thought he would be what he is right now and change the game of basketball, which, by the way, let's talk Steph Curry. 62 points. Incredible performance from a guy who has been disrespected to start the year. I don't know how you feel about this chase, but I'm, I, I saw the disrespect towards Steph and I was like, you know, this isn't really right. This guy is still Steph Curry. He's still, he's still one of the best players in the league. Um, and, uh, but he put up 62 and kind of shut people up, I think. Okay. I want to get in this Cause I saw, I saw the, your tweet. I saw the tweets. I agree uh, that people shouldn't disrespect him as for what he can do. Uh, he's an all-star. He's, he's MVP. He's a champion. He's one of, if not the greatest shooter that we have ever seen. The man can shoot the three like no other. He helped change the game, certainly. However, at the same point, I do not want to hear Warrior fans talk about the man not getting help uh, because they certainly didn't have that point of view when they were facing LeBron. 
So well, I mean, that's fair. One, and I'll keep that's... that same injury, keep that same energy and be like, hey, if Steph just carry the team, Steph, just do it. Both can be true, though, that Steph is an incredible player. In these last two games, he has carried the Warriors against the Trailblazers and the Kings. Uh, he has carried the Warriors and did he's kind of figured out, hey, I have to do this to win because he hasn't been in this situation for a long time, not since we've seen him as the Steph we know because uh, he's always had such great help around him. But I, I, I still think they're a playoff team the way they've been looking. Um, the way they, the way these last two games, I know it's against the Trailblazers and the Kings. They got two games against the Clippers coming up. We're going to figure out a lot about them, but I think a lot of people forgot about Steph and he reminded people what he can still do. Yes. I would agree with that. The disrespect of Steph as a player, I think is too much. I do, I do want to see, is this uh, sustainable for an entire season? Cause that you also have to wonder about his health. Yeah, because Steph is injury injured prone. In that. Uh, and so I don't know if all the pressure and all this is going to handle well, you know, as we get later in the season, because he's going to have to do what he did uh, every tough game in order for them to really win and have a chance. And I will see if it's sustainable. Um, but people crying that he doesn't have help is uh, I have, you know, no sympathy. I'll say that I have no sympathy for that. And uh, I also wanted to touch on your Phoenix Suns chase. You were high on them a couple of years ago. I said, not yet, not yet. Um, they're good. The Phoenix Suns with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, uh, they're a good team. And right now they're second in the West. So any words on your Suns chase? Yeah, you know, I've been hot on, you know, a few years early. That's what I'll say. I, I've been hot on the Suns uh, for a few years now. Uh, maybe, you know, a little too passionate. Maybe I've made some claims about the Nuggets that may have been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you were but, very pro-Suns, uh, anti-Nuggets like two years ago. I was, I was, <laughs> so. I was. I would still like to say um, the Suns look good. Uh, I'm very excited. I Again, sustainability. It's still early in the season. Teams are, Teams need to figure it out, you know new players, new systems, how to click everything in. So hopefully the Suns can continue to build, look a little dangerous like they did in the bubble. Yeah, and lastly, we'll touch on the Brooklyn Nets. They're 4-4, four and four, not a great start. Kevin Durant's out for a week due to COVID contact tracing, uh, which is kind of BS because he's tested positive for the antibodies. So I don't really understand that. Um, but, yeah, whatever the NBA wants to do. Uh, the, the Nets, they have games where they look like they're the best team in the league. Then they have games where they don't look anything close to the best team in the league. So I think it's just a transition period. You've seen this with the Cavs. Anytime you bring on, like when you bring on LeBron and, and supporting cast, kind of like anytime you bring superstars together, yeah. there's a, there's a adjustment period. Uh, the talent is there. Uh, it, I, I am nervous about um, Kyrie has a tendency to if a team doesn't start doing well. When will the blow up come from Kyrie? It, like, I, like, here's the thing. I, I really like the Nets and the Nets as a franchise. I'd love to see their fan base make the playoffs and do really good things. I'm a little nervous on a potential, like the blow up, if the blow up happens. Because if it happens – that team is in bad, in like rough, rough water. 
And it's happened the last few years where Kyrie Irving is kind of undeniable that he's going to do something that maybe, maybe having Kevin Durant will help that with him. Maybe, maybe he'll be fine. I don't know. But. Yeah. I, I think they really need to get the, cause they're, they're They need to start getting consistent because if they continue to be inconsistent and lose a, a game that they should win. And then, you know, having that ups and downs, I think that's when Kyrie will start, you know, getting a little upset. So they really Maybe Kyrie should realize how spoiled he was having LeBron James. But hey, remember, uh, Kyrie has never played with a, a player like Kevin Durant. Never in his career. Oh, never a guy that can uh, shot whatever Kyrie described him as. But <laughs> no, could never do it. Whatever. <laughs> I think that'll wrap us up, though, Chase. Yeah, uh, a good week. Sports are back. Uh, Happy New Year's, to everyone. Uh, keep Happy the grind on 2021. Yep. And we'll see how the first weekend of the NFL playoffs go. I have a feeling. Um, I don't know how Brooks much the Bears going to come back happy, baby. Browns and Bears so. are winning. I think the Browns might, but I don't know about the Bears. So we'll see. <laughs> All right. All right. That's it from this episode. See you.